0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today I am discussing about mind. And sometimes we think that there is a lot of chaos around us. And we think that, you know, overwhelmed. And we feel that, you know, too much happening. How do I do this? One of our ways to deal with this chaos can be procrastination. Other way is also, you know, procrastination comes under, running away from the chaos. Trying to numb it is another way. And another way is to basically overwork ourselves. So there are many, many ways we can deal with what's happening in our mind and around our mind. So what's happening around our mind is, Let's take example of pandemic. You know, these are the situations which are not in our hands. There are a lot of things, mixed messages from everywhere. We don't know what is right, what is wrong. It could be another situation like could be weather condition, could be, you know, what's happening in job markets. And a lot of things, uh, uh, economy, a lot of these things we do not have control over as an individual. And so our mind becomes overwhelmed. Best example is a lot of time you'll see that uh, young kids now procrastinating a lot, moving away from that, or also not just young kids but adults also. We do these things. We do procrastinate. We try to, you know, avoid the topic as much as possible. And also with the situation where we sometimes overwork that means almost become workaholic and try to numb from the situation and another way is also using substances to numb from the situation so these are few examples how we deal with situations now This is the chaos happening around us, which we do not have control, or at least that's what we feel. And what wisdom of yoga tells us is, when we come back within, when we become aware of what's happening in our mind, we can actually ripple effect of that is actually we calm down the chaos around us. For example, in yoga philosophy, it is said that one person meditating is beneficial for 10 people around that person. So even if you think that you're not doing anything, your two minutes of meditation is creating this energy ripples in such a way that 10 people around you is going to get benefit. Of course, you will get the benefit. You will get the benefit of being calm. What happens with meditation is we start now coming, tuning into The stillness. And when we are still, when mind is still, we start noticing that a lot of these are the stories mind has created as a survival mechanism. And when we start noticing that maybe these stories served us in one point in our life, but not necessarily they're serving us now. So it is time to let go of these stories now. And come back into the truth. And the truth is at this moment you are okay. So, yoga philosophy is very beautiful. I will give an example what meditation, how it works. So, imagine you are sitting on the side of a beautiful lake and a rain starts falling. When rain starts falling, there is a lot of ripples due to the raindrops in the lake now imagine the raindrops are your thoughts and your mind is the lake so the more thoughts there are the intensity of the thought is going to determine the ripples ripple effect is natural it's normal it's going to happen you will see that the ripples have beautiful mechanism in such a way that when it drops, it goes into the whole lake. So that's exactly what happens to our thoughts and the effect of the thoughts go into whole mind. Now, side effect of those thoughts, for example, you know, intensity of the thought was too strong or the story happening around or for us it was quite strong, like trauma the ripple effect will be strong and the information that mind is going to store within itself is going to be stronger and we don't know when that will trigger as well. And a lot of time our mind is so amazing that it stores this information into subconscious mind and we may get dreams and stuff like that as effect because we don't want to go there. Even mind... Try to hide it. Now, this is how our mind works according to yoga, understanding of wisdom. Now, what will happen for a few moments daily, you start slowing down these thoughts, slowing down the mind. What happens that the lake becomes very still and that stillness will show the gems at the bottom of the lake, all the goodies Hiding there, and we start clearly noticing that the raindrop is creating these ripple effects. We start noticing that there is wisdom at the bottom of this lake, which is unbound, which is our natural state. And this is what we, uh, with correct practices like moving practices like asana. Moving meditation, it almost becomes, when we do asana correctly, it almost becomes moving meditation. Asana means yoga's physical movements. And when we do it correctly with a lot of awareness, conscious awareness in the body, in the breath, we create that state of stillness even in movements. Walking meditation is another beautiful example where you slow down your walking and you focus on what's happening in your feet. So a lot of time, these activities, mindful activities, is doing the same. They are bringing the stillness to the lake. Now what happens that every time, our thoughts are going to create these ripples in the mind. So it takes some time for mind to understand the beauty of the stillness. So that's why initially when a person starts meditating or doing these practices, uh, they experience a glimpse of it and they want to come back to these practices regularly because they somewhere in their subconscious mind realize that this is something profound and this is really, really beneficial for me. So they start coming back to these practices now. Initially, sometimes it may happen that mind rebel against these practices, because we know that meditation has this amazing benefit. Science has told us, yogis has uh, you know ancient wise being has always been telling us, humanity has always used meditation as a technique to basically find the truth within. All this is true, but then. Still, we do not want to go there. So initially, mind sometimes becomes rebellious and it will throw whatever it has towards us. And that's why staying in regular practice can be difficult. Another time, what happens is that, you know, maybe a person gets a glimpse of this stillness and they are chasing that. Every meditation is as it is. We do not judge that. Sometimes people tell me that, you know, it wasn't good meditation. What is good and what is bad? These are the colorings we are giving to our meditation. Meditation is the state as it is. So we do not get stuck into the coloring. We acknowledge it and move on. Acknowledgement and acceptance is phenomenal in meditation. And sometimes when we start regular meditation, past deep secrets start coming out. What I mean is the things we have buried in our subconscious, which we do not touch, will come up. And this is where it can be very scary. And this is where we need a mentor or teacher who has gone through this thing to guide us. And the mentor will give you understanding of what is happening to you. You know the meditation can be advanced meditation can be very, sometimes maybe scary or, or sometimes you do not understand. But if you don't have, say, guru or mentor or teacher to guide you, trust in your instincts. Do not be afraid. You know, you have to tune into, okay, this is happening. There is answer within us. Stay tuned with that. Stay tuned with that. If you can't find that answer within yourself, then reach out. Reach out to a teacher who you trust and talk with them or fellow meditator. Maybe they're also going through something like that. So if you need guidance, don't be afraid and take that guidance. A lot of time, say for example, if you do Vipassana meditation, it is silent meditation for 10 days. If you need to talk with the teacher, they do give you opportunity to talk with the teacher because we are working with the deeper level of mind. And sometimes we have dumped a lot of secrets there, things which we do not want to face. And these are going to come up. Now, you may ask, why do we need to pace these? Why does this come up? It has happened such a long time ago. The process of meditation is we have to face whatever has happened and also let it go. Otherwise, energetically, we are attached to it. We are so much attached to it that We are not moving forward. Even though we are thinking that we are moving forward, we are attached to these feelings and these sensations in relation to that experience. We are attached to the story. So the story can be created by our chaotic mind or the story can be from the outer chaotic world and we accepted it as if it is our own let me give example as a child growing up in a family where if a parent has anxiety a lot of time you'll see that that represents in the child as well this is how as a human being we show love you know in the form of love almost adapt that parents all the issues as if our own by showing that you know not verbally, but actually in action, that I'm taking all your burden, I love you so much. This is how a child may take on board the parent's anxiety. And this is what we do. We mirror our parents. We are taking all the information through all their stories and we start thinking that these are our own stories. Similarly, we take stories from the society our cultures around, you know, the country we grow in, we take all these stories and we start thinking that this is my story. This is who I am. And in meditation, what happens that layer by layer, you start noticing that I am not that. I am not that. Then who am I? And this is what we think is identity. We are moving away from that or the Maya, or the illusion of the identity. And when that's happening, we are moving towards actually our true self, but the chaotic mind starts feeling so stressed, and so so much, it goes into fear that, oh my God, what's happening to me? And also, another thing happening is, the more we start staying in our truth, the more we start noticing the falseness of our surroundings, the maya. And when we have strength on this path, we start slowly letting go what is not serving us. Now, when this is happening, the people around us, they have not changed their mind. They are still in their own chaotic mind and the chaos around them is also the same. They are not necessarily working on themselves. So what's happening here is they don't want you to change. They start questioning your reality you're moving in. They start thinking that what you are doing is wrong and they will try to pull you back into their own chaotic world and want you to be normal. My question is, what is normal? What is normal in this world? If we start looking around, every individual, according to yoga and Ayurveda, wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda is unique fingerprint of divine. So we cannot be similar like any other. Not even twins are similar, identical twins. They have their own understanding of this world. They have their own mindset. They are looking at world with their own eyes, not each other's eyes. So they will have their own understanding of this world. So when this is happening, how can we say anything is normal? Because it is not. No one is normal. No one is common. You know, people say that, oh, it says uh, I'm a common person. How can you say that it is common? You know, my question is, what is common why do we want to put ourselves into that box a box of commonness there is no such a thing as common reality you know each individual is looking at the world from their own different frame of what we call it sanskaras or a frame of stories, what we tell ourselves. We look at a world from these stories. And so there won't be similar stories. Everyone will have their own stories, their own understanding of this world. So we need to understand that there is no common person. We are all unique fingerprint of divine. And we all have this capacity to move towards enlightenment. That's what yoga philosophy believes. Now, you may not believe in enlightenment. You may believe in enlightenment. That's okay. If you believe in optimal health, you still need to fine-tune your energy level. If you believe in enlightenment, you still need to strengthen your physical, mental, emotional being. So all this is very important in wisdom of yoga that we need to find stillness just few moments every day. Those who are doing regular practice, sitting for more than few minutes, maybe half an hour or one hour for meditation, if you feeling lost or if you feeling that there is self doubt is coming or if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Those who are beginners, also feel free to reach out. I'm happy to answer your questions. Email me on my website and I can talk about, we can do mentoring session in relation to the meditation or setting up the practices or working with the practices. With meditation practices, I suggest that initially choose the guided meditation. If you're beginners, that really helps. Once you are comfortable and you have regular meditation practice, then drop the guided meditation and focus on your maybe your breath or your own mantra, things like that. How often we should change. I suggest once you like something, hold on to that. Practice for at least 21 days. Do it regularly and then see if you want to continue. Sometimes through our meditation, we get clear indication that we need to drop this practice or we need to pick up or continue this practice or pick up new one. Just notice that where this is coming from. Is it coming from your mind, a chaotic mind, or is it coming from deep within? And with regular practice, you will start listening to the deeper inner voice, the understanding of wisdom within. I hope this podcast has helped you to fine tune or help you understand what is meditation, what is chaotic mind. If you have any questions or if you want to share something, please feel free to email me through my website. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the session. for tuning in i really appreciate that that you're taking this time out of your day don't forget to subscribe take care bye for now